Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. This week, we're continuing our founder feature, highlighting a founder who participated in the Techstars Founder Catalyst program that we've sponsored since 2021. During the program, participants focus on refining their business models, honing their pitches, and building a network to take their businesses to the next level. This episode features Shante Frazier, founder of WellCapped. We'll hear about her journey to become an entrepreneur and how she brought the rental subscription model to Wigs. Shante, thank you so much for joining us on the Women on the Move podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. So I'd love to first start with your business. Can you tell us about your business, WellCapped, and what it is that you provide? WellCapped is the first wig rental subscription company, which our members pay a monthly fee to get a new wig shipped out once a month. And our local members here in Atlanta are able to switch at any time, like Rent a Runway, but for lace front wigs. That is amazing. I have never heard of that kind of product before. I think you're new in the market or serving an unmet need. Tell me how you got into this business, why you wanted to provide these products. My journey to entrepreneurship is a little bit different from other people. I did something called a venture studio, which is where they give you capital upfront. They invest in people who they believe would be good entrepreneurs. So the one I went through was one backed by generator. I did it part-time while working at PwC still as a consultant. Every week for the first four weeks, you have to come up with a new business ideal to pitch a different ideal. And I knew that I wanted to do something in the hair space. So initially, I wanted something that was almost a marketplace that allowed people to find the right products using data. But anyone who's ever tried to build a marketplace knows that it costs a lot of capital to get those initial customers. It's always the chicken versus the egg problem. So one week I was trying to figure out what I was going to pitch. And then I was on the phone with my aunt, who's one of the smartest people who I know. She's like a second mom to me. She gave me the idea for WellCapped. She said, someone should build a company that's similar to Rent a Runway, but for Weave. When she first brought up the idea, I kind of turned my nose up. Rent a Runway for Weave? (laughs) But I started thinking about it and it had all of the qualities that I was looking for in the business. So when I was studying, getting my MBA from NYU, one of my favorite professors told me, when you're looking for something that the industry to disrupt in, look for three qualifiers. One, you want an antiquated model, meaning the way it looks today is the same way it looked 20 years ago. The second thing is that you want a lot of room for growth. No one wants to invest in a shrinking market. And then the third thing is that you want a fragmented market. You don't want to compete with the big dogs. No one has the budget for that. The hair industry really met all three of those qualifiers. That is really interesting to think about. When I think about wig purchasing or the whole experience, it was ripe for disruption. Tell us what you were seeing out there. Why is there room right now for a company like yours? I tell people all the time, if you have social media, go through your TikTok or Instagram and look at prom pictures from the last prom season. And almost every little girl or every 18-year-old had on a wig or hair extensions. It's this market that's growing, but no one's really paying attention to it. So we almost have the advantage because no one else is looking at it. There are other VC-backed companies solving for the same problem that we're solving for, but no one else is using a rental model. 
So we're solving to make hair extensions and wigs more affordable, more accessible. We're the only company doing the rental model to do that. But I thought about my own consumer journey. So if you're looking for hair extensions, I think I would spend it maybe when I was a consultant over $3,000 a year on just the hair extensions, not to install. And yeah, I thought about trying to find the hair, where to go shop for it, making sure you could find someone to put it in for you. And I felt like it should be easier and more affordable. That is unbelievable. I mean, that is a real hard pain point for any individual to kind of pursue, not to mention expensive. And were the pain points you were looking at really fashion and accessory in nature versus health, maybe for health reasons, if you have issues with your hair, you're looking for wigs also, or are you trying to solve whatever reason someone's coming to you for? For me, I was a consultant. I was a new mom. And for my hair, if I want to wear it in its natural state, I'm going to spend at least an hour every night twisting it to get the look that I want. And I just didn't have time for that. So when I was wearing hair extensions, I had to spend an hour or two at a salon to get it put in. Now with the wigs that I wear, it's me putting them on myself. A lot of them are DIY, so I save a lot of time. I'm also saving money. But there are a lot of health reasons for wearing wigs. You have medical purposes. But there's also people who just switch it up more often. Yeah, I see that. And I will definitely be looking now on Instagram for all these pictures and what's going on there. So we've been talking to our entrepreneurs and guests this season about ambition. So I'd love to ask you this question, which is, are you ambitious? And if so, what are you ambitious for? A little bit of backstory about me. I'm from Ohio, a smaller town called Canton, Ohio. It's centered around football. We grew up every Friday going to football games. When it came time for college, I only applied to one school, which was Spelman College based here in Atlanta. And I knew from the time I was maybe eight years old, which school I was going to. I had went there for a visit with my dad and fell in love, came back home to Ohio and told everyone, I know where I'm going to college. (laughs) The problem is that we didn't have money for it. So after my first semester of my freshman year, I received an email saying if I didn't pay for tuition, all of my classes were going to be dropped. My mom couldn't get approved for the parent loan, so I ended up Googling how to pay for college, and the military popped up. So the next day, I went down to a recruiter's office and joined the military and commissioned as a military intelligence officer. So I've always been someone who's driven, kind of followed my intuition a lot. And when it came to building well capped, so at the time I was working, I was at PwC when my aunt gave me the ideal in 2021. And then I ended up going to Wayfair based out of Boston a few months later. And then I decided to go all in after a year at Wayfair. I waited until my one-year anniversary. My RSUs, my restricted stock units had vested at that time. And I put in my two-week notice and went all in at WellCap. So I've always been someone who's driven. I believe in following your purpose and making sure that you're doing what you were put here to do. I love that. I mean, it seems like you've always gone after the things that you've wanted from a very early age. I expect this will be no different for you. What are you finding are the biggest challenges facing a founder right now? 
I don't think the challenges I'm facing are unique to me. I think it's things that all Black women right now, women in general, women of color are facing just trying to raise capital right now to build the company. WellCapped is a capital-intensive company because we do have to have inventory. And then we're also building in a space that no one else has built in before. People aren't used to renting wigs or wearing something that someone else has worn on their head. So we have to do a lot of consumer education that cost money and also lowering that entry point to ramp to entry so that it's an easy try for people. But once people try, they're hooked. It's a venture backable company. The problem is that right now it's hard for anyone to raise capital. And of course, there's a lot of with the Fairless Fund lawsuit happening right now, which is very unfortunate. There's a lot of data coming out showing that less than 1% of venture capital funds go to women. And you can only imagine what that number looks like for women of color. Just like every other Black woman in this space trying to raise capital, that has been a challenge. Luckily, we've been blessed, though. Without us even trying to raise funds, we raised over 250000 And that was when we only had an idea on the back of the envelope. We did a TV show before we even had a website. So we've had some lucky breaks. Access to capital is a challenge. Getting people to understand the business model has been a challenge challenge. Then the last thing I would say is just educating our consumers about the sanitization process. Tell us more about that. So if you're talking to consumers who are thinking about this, what do you want them to know about the products that you're actually putting out there that's available at Trent? How do you take care of them and how should they think about taking care of them? Hair is an unregulated industry. I actually didn't know this until after I started WellCapped and started to do my research. But when you're buying hair from overseas, that hair, there's nowhere that says that hair has to be checked or audited or sanitized in any way. So when we get the hair, we're taking it through the sanitization process because it's human hair. It came from a human's head. But we're taking it through our strict process to make sure the hair is cleaned and checked and sanitized. So the hair that we use is actually a lot of times cleaner than the hair you would get from a vendor overseas. Wow, that's great to know. You were a participant in our Techstars Founder Catalyst program, which we're so excited about. Tell us about that experience and what benefits you gained from that. It was great. So we learned a lot of the skills that you need when you're starting a company, especially one that's going to be venture backable, such as preparing to pitch in front of investors, telling your story. The most valuable part was networking with other entrepreneurs for me, because a lot of times we would have our group huddles where we would talk about some of the challenges we were facing. And even though no one else was renting wigs, (laughs) we found out that there were a lot of similarities in the challenges that we were facing, making sure you're still registered. And if you're a Delaware-based company, which we are, how to structure your cap table, how much do you fundraise so you're not diluted, how much are you giving up for certain checks? We had those conversations that you may be not too embarrassed, but too shy to ask an advisor or an investor. That is great. I'm so happy you found that community. And you're in Atlanta. So are you able to still see some of the other entrepreneurs that you met through the program since we did it down there? 
So from the Catalyst program, we were actually accepted into Techstars Atlanta, powered by Cox. In addition to $120,000 investment, we also were able to get access to mentors. We'll be pitching on stage in October. But one of the founders from the Founder Catalyst program is also in the accelerator with me. So we already had that background. So we've been sharing ideas. Cool to see her company evolve. She's creating a company for caregivers of children with disabilities called Sojourn. That's awesome that you can do this together, really, and have another peer going through this when you are. What are the next steps for you as a founder and for the business, let's say, for the next year to three? So right now we're racing our pre-seat round. We just found out we will be on stage for Venture Atlanta, which is another pitch competition. So we're really excited about that. And then we're also doing something called the WIG Buyback Program, inspired by Lululemon. So Lululemon did this campaign where they purchased everyone's dupes. So people were buying dupes at Lululemon off of Amazon. And to show people the difference between Lululemon and the Amazon dupe, they were buying back those Amazon leggings and giving you credit to use towards Lululemon. We're doing something very similar, but it's called a wig buyback program. So right now for us to have a new wig made, it costs us $250. So instead of us going out and buying the inventory that we need to support the growth that we're seeing, we're going to invite people out to sell us their wig. In exchange, they'll get anywhere from one month of WellCap to three months free. So I'm really excited about that. Our CMO, Lauren Mitchell, came up with the idea. So I'm excited about that. I love how you're purchasing inventory, if you will. Will you use that for other means? Like, is that the same quality product that you would like to use? Similar to how Amazon has their merchant supply products and then their own Amazon products, we'll do something similar. We'll have badges to tell the difference. So we'll have well-capped manufactured wigs and those that are wigs we make in-house. And then we'll have well-capped approved wigs or well-capped certified. And those are the wigs that went through all of our checkpoints that were featured on the website. Well, Shante, it's a pleasure to speak with you and fascinating to hear about your business. So thank you. And we can't wait to see where you take it from here. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for listening to our founder feature with Shante Frazier. Her ambition and drive to be successful as a young girl paved the way to launch WellCapped and grow the business. I love how she's thinking of innovative ways to promote her business and solve customer needs. We're so excited to see her journey unfold as she continues to scale her business. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com slash W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.